Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 24 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Our Brecky Brownlow is happening after 8 o'clock this morning. Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Take care of that. Um, I can tell you for a fact, Mark Bickley, that Con will be listening very closely to our next guest because he's a diehard Adelaide Crow supporter. So he would have been watching the past few weeks and listening to Trade Radio with interest as we welcome the list manager from the Adelaide Football Club, Justin Reed. Reedy was yesterday your grand final, so now you're just recovering from <laughs> celebrations. It's all over. Uh, hey, Jared. Hey, Bix. Uh, not so much, mate. We've still got into financial year and list lodgement, so... Um, already been up at 6am and walked the dog, so there's still stuff to get done. Okay, what's the dog's name? Uh, Millie, Bix. Oh, Millie. Yeah, she was happy. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> she likes you no matter what happens in the trade period. Hey, yeah, let's start with Chris Burgess. He's the, the player you did bring into the club from the Gold Coast. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Bix, obviously Chris, uh, you know, we monitored uh, through West Adelaide uh, when he got taken by Gold Coast and we've watched him closely through the VFL and he just brings that versatility. We need a bit ahead of the ball and behind the ball. So to be able to bring him back home and give us that flexibility with a bit of height um, and some scoring power, we think he'll uh, be able to add to the group. Mm. Yeah, I, I noted that. You, you sort of the press release talked about him being a swingman. He's played predominantly forward, but you must be comfortable that he can play some back as well if needed because of obviously Dude leaving and, and uh, Murray still a little bit of time on the sidelines. Yeah, that was the other reason why we spoke to Chris. He obviously had played down back at West Adelaide before he went into the AFL system. Obviously, he's played forward and a bit of ruck uh, at VFL level and just played in a grand final for Gold Coast in the VFL. So, at times, he went also behind the ball late in the quarters. So, he's certainly got that versatility. Um, Harrison Petty took up a, a fair bit of uh, column space to discussing whether he was going to come back or not. Was he a target going into the period or was that something that arose once you started negotiating with Melbourne around Shane McAdam? Yeah, because I think uh, we always keep a close eye obviously, on those South Australian talent and we rated Harry highly in his draft year and obviously when Shane requested a trade to uh, Melbourne, I think Harry and his management uh, saw an avenue potentially to get home but respectfully is contracted for two more years. So we certainly had conversations with Melbourne. They were quite short with regard to their response, respectfully. <laughs> uh, he's a required player but he, um, he has a strong desire to get home at some stage and um, he likes the golf courses in Adelaide. So... Again, we'll, um, we'll review those things, I guess, down the track, picks. You mentioned about list lodgement. How many, uh, ideally, how many uh, spaces are available? I know you've got uh, four draft picks available to you, three in the top 20. How many players do you want to take at the draft? Yeah, Bix, we've got those three picks inside round one. So I think if I said at the start of the year, we've got three picks inside round one, mm. everyone would be ha- pretty happy with that position. And we're still keen to look at maybe getting up the draft board. So... That, uh, I guess, that trade pick period starts on Monday. Yep. So I think once a lot of clubs have gone through their uh, draft boards and done a bit more work, I think closer to the draft itself, if not on draft night, um, there still could be some more movement. So uh, we've got flexibility around that, whether that's two picks of the draft or three, um, time will tell. So, so I'm guessing, depending on what happens there, it will sort of impact a player like James Borlase, who who's yet to be resigned. Yeah, we're working through some stuff with the AFL there. Obviously, James being a cap B, um, there's been 
I guess, some rule changes and some things we're working through with regards to Cat Bees and mm. where he fits. So we'll sit down as list management next week. I've been in contact with his manager and with him uh, through the trade period as well. So, again, we've got to the end of October with regards to list lodgement. So we'll work through that with James and his management over the coming weeks. Heard a lot about the draft and, and uh, saying that, you know, the top 10 or 12 are great and then it sort of thins out a bit after that. How, how are, you know, our attention now sort of focuses on that? How comfortable are you with the, the quality of the, say, the top 20? You've got uh, three picks inside the top 20. Are you comfortable where that sits? Yeah, no, we're comfortable where the picks sit. So um, I think there's always talent to be had. You know, mm. Roy Sloan gets picked in the 40s um, versus Joshua Shelley at pick six. So... Um, with 10, 14 and 20, we think we're in a really good position. Ideally, if we could get higher up the draft board, we certainly look at that and we had conversations with clubs through the trade period. But I guess we've got a longer period now to move those picks around. So uh, something we'll work towards. But no, very comfortable with Hamish and where we sit with the draft. Priorities for the draft? What, what type of play are you looking at? I guess that high uh, on the board picks, I think we'll certainly stick to our order. But having three picks obviously kind of close, mm. um, we can kind of have a bit of flexibility on the night. So um, we've still got that work. So next Wednesday, we'll start on that. And, you know, we lock ourselves away for about five days, um, working thoroughly through the draft board itself and, I guess, putting that order together. So once we've got that order together, I guess we'll then work out what flexibility we have. Justin, before we let you go, uh, we've seen and heard over the past couple of weeks things like trade radio, afl.com.au. It's a very public thing now when it comes to trade. Is that something you enjoy? Because we were speaking about this the other day, Bix and I. A player can't have a secret medical anymore. You basically, everything's exposed. So how do you go with it all? Uh, Well, we got some medicals done that no one knows about, Jared. So... Um, you can uh, at times still keep things to yourself, but no. Nah, look, to be honest, mate, I stay away from uh, all type of media, social media, um, and just go about my job. Again, my role is a collective approach with list management. Um, so there's a whole bunch of us that have input. Um, we won't trade for the sake of trading, uh, but you know we went in with a queer strategic strategic approach. Um, if we could bring in a high end talent and still go high into the draft like we have the last two years. Uh, we certainly look at that. Um, but again, we're also comfortable with going to the draft. So, um, again, bottom bottom three for age and games. Uh, we're not going to rush things either. And we think there's a fair bit of growth from within. So we need to be patient with that as well. So is this an opportunity for you to tell us who did those medicals at the club? <laughs> uh, no, I was only joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, we appreciate your time. Um, well done. It's a pretty hectic couple of weeks. So um, good luck for the next few weeks. Looking forward to the draft. And as we said, it's the first time we've had a chat to you on SENSA Breakfast. So we appreciate your time, Justin Reid. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Reedy. There you go. It's always well, going to be positive as well because that's the thing. You go in with a plan and um, they need to make sure that they're structuring for what happens in the drafts. Can you can you just confirm something for me? So can be picks can picks be moved around when it comes yes. to draft night? Mm. So, so does so, that mean that West Coast still could trade their number one absolutely. pick? Absolutely. So I think Justin mentioned as of Friday. So from Friday to when the draft starts and even during the draft, there's there's it's open to be able okay. to be traded. So that's not over yet? No. No, not not at all. And so then then you get on to draft night and you know, teams have um, their eye on a player. Let's let's say the Crows might have. It's, let's say they stay with ten, fourteen, and and twenty, and they're thinking to themselves that um, 
oh, we really, we love this player, but we think he's probably going to go in the top six. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's there at eight, and Geelong have eight. And Adelaide are thinking, oh, we would love this guy. So they ring up Geelong quickly and say, hey, let's do something. You can have 10 and we'll give you 20 as well, but we want your eight. Mm. Because cause they specifically want this guy. And they thought he was going to go in the top five, and he's drifted out to eight. So now they're desperate to get him. And they're happy to pay a premium to do that. So, you know, this is, you know, they, they might even go into draft night with that sort of, all that draft capital in hand, you know, willing to spend it if, if required. Oh, Bix, look over your shoulder. I think it's an elephant about to make its way into the room. I've got you two weeks in a row for that. How That's brilliant. Elephant in the room. We're going to do it next on SENSA.